So the big thing is, this is the top league in the country. So the top 1% of players in the country play in this league. For youth soccer for in youth. the country. For and youth. so you're, if you think about European soccer, the, the, the big teams, and they, they have academies, right? And they're residential academies, kids mm -hmm. live there, that kind of thing. This is a similar model, I mm -hmm. guess you would say, is that MLS is trying to do a nationwide league where all of the MLS teams, the major league soccer teams, their academies have to play in this league. Okay? And then now there's not enough MLS teams to support a nationwide league, and at least youth-wise. So then they have another additional about 100 clubs across the country um, that participate in the league so they can make it more regional, right? And this idea is going to be one of those. So we're going to be one of those. For the first time. This we're Actually, we're, we're back in. So it, it was, we used to have a partnership with RGVFC Toros, and we were in it with them. That split, um, however, I guess things didn't work out, and so now that partnership is coming back here. Through, through Cobalt. So, and what is Cobalt to uh, MLS next? Cobalt manages about uh, 10 or 11 programs within MLS next. So they manage teams out of Arizona, they manage a team out of Houston, they manage a team out of Dallas. Um, they were managing that RGVFC Toros affiliate here. However, um, the infrastructure, everything wasn't quite there on the youth side. It had, didn't really have anything to do with the pro. It's not the same entity, it's on the youth side. Um, it was a nonprofit. Um, and so after a year with them, they saw the benefit in moving it back here because we have facilities, we have a plan, you know, as far as like with the academics, we have some funding that's available for kids. So a league like this costs about ten to $12,000 a year. If you're a student here, it'll be closer to $1,200, $2,000 a year, and that's spread out over. And then we have further assistance for families so that that's not a barrier, right? But Brian from Cobalt was telling me it's not just the idea students that could benefit from this because we always see this region is really fantastic talent right. for soccer and we see these state champions like Porter I think and mm -hmm. Hannah mm -hmm. down in Brownsville they've won statewide championships mm -hmm. and he was saying that students in other school districts could be part of this mm -hmm. they could and so what we're doing is we're, we have a four-year plan and we're phasing it in where they have to be students. So year one... They have the, to be student idea. The year one, only the... There's four teams that participate in this league. They go by age. U15, U17, U19, and U16. So there's actually going to be four teams that we're fielding, right? The U15, those will have to be in the school, okay? One of the reasons we're doing that is because they train from two to four. They train as part of the school day. And so that's awesome for, like, a parent... Because if you're playing, if you have your kid participating in a league like this, in a team like this, they have to train four days a week. That's a requirement, okay? And so as a parent, that means I have to be at the fields four nights a week with my kid, you know, or I have to drop them off, go pick them up, and that can be very difficult, right? Four nights a week is a huge commitment, you know, gets in the way of dinner, gets in the way of homework and all that. Our kids are going to be done by four with school and soccer. And so that's huge. It takes a big commitment off for the family, right? Okay. Um, now the 16s, 17s, and 19s, they can go to another school and still participate in this team. Following year, it'll be 15s and 16s in the school. Next year, 15s, 16s, 17s, and then all the way up to the 19s of the fourth year. So we'll phase it in. Um, and the reason is, is because we, we understand that there's people who it's hard to change in the middle of your high school career, right? They don't want to change. They've already been there for their freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, so they want to finish. 
our 15s come in in eighth grade, and so it's a transition for them that they only have to make once, which is a year they already make a transition, right? When they go to high school, anyways, and so it it, it allows it's it's less stress on the family. And these teams, you say there's four of them. Yep different age groups, sure. they're going to be called Idea Toros, that's the name of the school, of the team. So yeah, we're going to actually, our, our, our soccer, official soccer name is going to be Toros Football Academy, Idea Tor Toros Football Academy. You're going to play regionally or nationally? So it's a national league and our region goes from here all the way to Kansas. And so we'll play Kansas City, two teams out of Colorado, uh, Dallas, Houston, Austin. And so it, within those areas, there's about 13 teams that will, that will be participating. And that's our region. We will attend at least two national events every year. The first one is usually in Los Angeles in December. And that's a huge showcase. So when he was talking about all the college coaches being there, Los Angeles is a five-day tournament. Okay, And all of the MLS Next teams participate. And then in June, there's another one. That's when the playoffs happen. But if you don't make playoffs, you also attend to be part of that showcase. So there's at least two national events. And then we're going to provide a, two extra national events uh, through the school for our students. Um, so they'll go to at least four national events a year. Okay. So we all know that MLS is the top of the pyramid. Sure. That's the National League. Yep. This is this is a true pyramid. That This is the grassroots level. And the students here, if they're good, they'll rise up through through the different leagues. It's a feeder to it MLS. Was, it was absolutely created as a pathway to pro soccer. It, it was that was the reason it was created. Okay, it's also a feeder for the U.S. national team. Ninety percent of the national team youth players play in this league. This is where Did. they're picking. No, playing it currently. So currently, you current youth national team players. So if you're a U15 youth national player, U16 youth national you're player, in this league. you're in this league. The other ten percent are mainly coming from like European leagues, things like that, kids who live abroad and stuff. So if you're in the United States and you want to play on the youth national team, this is where they're picking the players from. So and this, this is where those team, players are competing. The Taurus team could be playing against players that play for the Absolutely. national team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how many, how many levels are there from this one right up to MLS? What sort of level from so, here you would go to So there's college? there's there's um, there's two different pathways, okay? So there's a college pathway, um, and then there's this kind of semi-pro professional pathway, right? And so that would be like an RGVSC Toros, right? USL League. Semi-pro. Um, Semi-pro, semi right? You have the um, they, they MLS next or MLS also created a league called MLS Pro, which is to bridge the gap between MLS next and the MLS. And so what they were seeing was when kids were 19, they graduated from the high school, but maybe they didn't want to go to so college; they wanted to keep playing. Le two two levels. For the pro, from here, and you, you're an MLS level. Yeah, from yeah. Here to that intermediate, and then right, the big one. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing. It's amazing to provide it now. These opportunities, because it's a nationwide league. Well, that includes a lot of travel, right? So travel is expensive, and so traditionally, there's been in the Rio Grande Valley for for youth soccer players, there's been you know four main uh, barriers. Okay, one is that we're so far from everybody. Right, and you have to travel, and travel is expensive. Not only is it expensive, it takes time, right? And so we're alleviating those two burdens by number one, doing team travel. And so when we travel to Austin, Houston, Kansas City, we travel as a team, the parents do not have to take them. We're taking that burden away. 
Okay, because there's some people who can afford this, but they just don't have the time to take their kids around the country and stuff, right? So we're taking away that burden of, of the time, right, and, and, the, and the travel. Um, we're also providing a lot of financial support. So we're going to provide about 70% funding for our kids. So like I said, from about 10,000 down to 2,000. So 70, 80%, something like that, it's going to be funded um, through, through, through the school, okay? So we're taking away that financial burden, all right? Um, the other thing is there's plenty of good kids, kids at Porter, kids at, you know, uh, high schools here locally, Valley View, who have graduated and are D1 level players, but they didn't receive the academic push to have the grades to play Division One. because when we go to these college showcases and college coaches are there, the first questions they ask when they see a player they like is not about their talent, nothing like that. They ask about what are their grades like and what's their character like. So if you're not being developed on that level too, right, then you're going to miss out on those opportunities. And so here, we're going to push them academically just as hard as they're being pushed on the soccer field. We're ranked in the top 1% of high schools. We have, we're ranked the 23rd best school in, uh, in Texas by um, you know, U.S. News and World Report, right? You can go and see the rankings and stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've ranked there the last couple of years. And so they're coming here. A lot of the kids come here for the soccer experience. But they immediately are able to make the connection that if they get better grades, they're going to have more opportunities in soccer because it's going to open up those doors for those colleges that they really want to play at. Okay? You know, it, it's just a reality, too. Like, I have nothing against other schools or anything like that, but when you have a program that is as focused on academics and then is focused on soccer, like, again, we're pushing them just as hard on the, on the, uh, in the academics as we are on the soccer field, and we're, and we're helping them develop, and then that translates to more opportunities. Um, we have a young man here. How many, how many students in this uh, campus then that, that so are really we're actually focused growing. on sports? Yeah, we're, so we're growing. So about half of our kids are soccer players, all right, and we have about 250. Half of them are soccer players. They want to play at the next level, okay? Uh, we're actually growing this year. We're going to grow to about 500, so we're going to almost double in size. Um, and so we're, you know, part of what we want to do is provide more opportunity for kids, and part of that is allowing more kids to come, right? And so um, and the, the, the demand are, is there, and the demand is well, you know, with with this announcement, uh, we believe that that definitely there's going to be a, a big influx of kids who want to come here because it's not always the case that a kid wants to change schools when they're in high school, right? Um, however, if you can provide them an amazing opportunity like this, um, you know, that, that, that can sway them. Um, we have non-soccer players here too. You know, we're a great academic institute. There's some kids who are just want to be in an idea school, but because idea grows from the bottom, they have their kindergartens, become their second graders, become their third graders, all the way up. But they could be There's another idea campus which wouldn't focus on sports, but even though they're not sports ma mad, they could still come and do their academic studies here and, Absolutely. and not have anything to do with the soccer. Absolutely. We have plenty of students here who have nothing to do with soccer, who just want to be here for the academic benefits. And a lot of people think, like, Idea Tours, no, it's a soccer school. Well, we're one of the highest ranking academic schools in the idea system. We consistently rank at the top. And so we're just as high as an academic institution in some of these long-term programs. And yeah, so um, we have students here, like I said, who are, who are here because they've always wanted to be part of Idea School, but a lot of ideas don't have space in the upper grade levels because they grow within, right? 
and so we do have space and so we've been able to welcome a lot of students who uh, who have been trying maybe to get in for three or four years and then you know we have an opening for that grade like 11th grade 10th grade 9th grade something like tell that. us how talented the, the, the how this region the valley how how talented are the students here when it comes to soccer yeah, this has been known as a hotbed for, for soccer since the 90s. I mean, this is something that the, the national, you know, uh, writers um, uh, have, have written about and they've said this is a hotbed for talent. And one of the reasons is is it's a playground sport here. When you think of why the United States has the best basketball players, because it's a playground sport. People are playing and they're, they're becoming creative by playing without coaches, playing on the outdoor fields, right, things like that. That's not happening all over the country in soccer. It's more structured. They're playing in clubs. They're going to a practice. They're being taught a certain way. But here in the Valley, we have kids playing in parks. We have kids playing in their backyards. We have kids playing with their uncles and their dads. And so there's a different type of player that comes out of the Valley, these creative type players that you can't teach. You know, they say Messi was Messi when he was 10, right? Well, it wasn't coaches who helped him become Messi. It was playing in the streets, playing with all the kids and learning and things like that, right? We have an environment similar, similar to that here in that it's a playground sport here. And so you can find a kid at 17 years old who's this total gem that doesn't happen in other cities because the, the way to keep moving up in soccer is through programs, through clubs, and there you're taught, and it's a different, it's a different kind of player. You think like, you, go ahead. And you're saying that the nas- nationally, that's recognized. It is, 100%. down here looking. 100%. They, really, they know that there's a hotbed for talent here, and they know there's a different type of player here that they can get. Um, and so MLS Next is... is the way we got into this league originally, because now we're back. We were here a few years ago through a partnership, right? But the reason why the, the, we got into the league was because U.S. soccer sent scouts down here and they recognized the talent. They did a camp down here and they were blown away by the talent. And it was one of the first times, they, they, very, they don't do it a lot, where they invite someone the first time they're in an area to a national camp. Like that doesn't happen. It takes years for someone to finally get on the map and that kind of stuff. But they came down here, did a camp, and in the very first camp they recognized someone, sent them to national camp. And so they realized the level of talent here. And then so we actually jumped the line because you have to apply for these leagues. Back then it was called the uh, Development Academy League. But we, on the word of one of the scouts, were able to jump the line and get accepted into the league. And when it became MLS Next, they wanted us in the league. At that time, we didn't have to apply. They knew what we had, and they wanted us in it, and so we didn't have to go looking for them. They were looking for us. How many years ago was it that they came down and recognized that? It's been about five years. Yeah, about five years. So Brian told me that I would get a great interview if I interviewed, because he recognized my accent being uh-huh. from England. But he said, there's a guy down here, and I've heard of him. I've never caught up with him, mm-hmm. met with him, but he's from the UK, and yep. he... He's, he's Gary. part of another Gary Hamilton. 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 That's right, Gary Hamilton, yeah. and he's in another program. Yeah, and so we. He, he's, I've got to connect with him. He's 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 been around, and he's one of the ones that has helped establish youth soccer in this area. He started one of the first big clubs in this area and helped it grow. I played for him growing up. I got my coaching start with him growing up. And What's so I coached with... team called? Or his program? Their program just went a, underwent a rebranding and they are now called uh, 956 United. And we plan to work with them. They're going to be... Where are they based? They're based out of McAllen. Yeah. And so um, he'll be here tonight because we're meeting with their families um, and working together. 
Um, he has a great story. He's one of the, uh, he played for Middlesbrough back in England and is one of their top 100 players. And so he's, you know, got some, he, he's well known in his area as a footballer. And, um, and he's somebody who just really has helped this area um, uh, grow in, in soccer. I've never yeah. really, I mean, I don't cover sports, but yeah, you know, I, I might. Probably should have bumped into him by He's now. a great guy. He's a great guy, and, and, and I'm happy to be working with him again. Like I said, I played for him growing up. When he saw me coaching, volunteer coaching, he said, hey, get a license and I'll hire you. And I did, and I worked with him for the next 15 years. Um, and this year, now that um, we've got this project going, I've been able to reconnect with him, and we've been able to start working together. And so um, I'm, I'm excited again to be working with him. And um, we have a good group. We have a good group that are focused on 